Modern Black Man Podcast. The Modern Black Man Podcast. What's up, Brian? Podcast. Today, uh, we're going to be about grown man stuff. We're going to be talking about loving your wife like Christ loves the church. I decided to get one of my uh, Christian homies in on it. Uh, I'd like to introduce my co-host for today, Mr. Douglas Fisher. Hey, how's it going, Brian? Uh, how you doing, everybody out there? Yeah, I'm, I actually absolutely agree. I think this is an amazing topic. I think it's something that needs to be spoken about. Um, I think that uh, the average relationship out there could be a lot better if it had proper training before it went into marriage. But for those that didn't, hopefully this will be a be- blessing to you and your relationships. Amen. I mean, you know, it's a big topic. Um, how do you love your partner like Christ loves the church? It's so much pressure that goes on us. It's um, it's it's real duty and it's real responsibility. I mean, when you first hear that, what do you think? You know, when you hear um, of, of, of a husband or a man loving a woman, uh, how Christ loved the church, what, do you, what thoughts come to you? I think the first word that comes to mine is unconditional mm. um, because that's how God loves right so um, if I'm you know just and a lot of times throughout this uh, conversation when a lot of times that I'm talking I'm going to mention the word character so um, in relation to God's character and so in relation to Jesus's character his his love was always unconditional there was never any if this or if that type of factors mm-hmm. that went on like we do as people absolutely <laughs> but I mean, uh, now go ahead i was just gonna say i mean how hard is that i know that i can't even have a couple of conversations without uh realizing what i'm working with as far as flesh uh versus someone that's divine but i i, I see what i'm calling myself to do and this is truly an enormous challenge and I I welcome it in my life. I want to and I aspire to become a husband that loves his wife the way that Christ loves the church but it's a lot of different thoughts that come out. Um, like I said, I think responsibility first because not everyone is deserving. Not every woman is going to be deserving of of that intense of a love, that true and that pure of a love. Not everyone deserves the partners that they have. So just all that stuff kind of comes to my mind. And, you know, I just, I'm in awe because it is so profound. Yeah. I think that's, um, I, I mean, I really appreciate what you, what you said in reference to deserving. Um, but I think that works both ways mm-hmm. because I believe that, uh, that, I, I, I would even go as far as to say is that more than 60% of the marriages in America right now, the man isn't deserving of the woman he has. Sure, <laughs> sure. And, and the only reason I can say that is because when I look at the, the very first marriage that was ever created, 
the the stepping stones that God put into place before even before Eve came on the scene, it made sense for him to have a bride. Being Adam, it made it made perfect sense. It didn't, but I mean, you know, a lot of marriages today is just because of infatuation or because of uh, it felt like, mm. you know what I mean, or it seemed like. But, Let's talk more about that. So, what do you think? You think that? I have an interesting theory on how I think people link up, but I want to hear your uh, theory on uh, partnering or how people find each other. I mean, what what, what are you thinking? What's uh, what's the magic behind that? <laughs> I don't know about magic, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I think um, many times it can just be circumstance that that link two people together. Mm. When uh, me and my wife met. It wasn't because, you know, I just happened to walk into the to the right store or something like that. Um, no, me and my wife met in basic training. Mm. Um, we met in basic training, but we we didn't, you know, we wasn't we didn't fall head over for heels for each other at that time. When I say circumstance, the circumstance was Katrina, believe it or not. And I don't mean no no woman named Katrina, I mean the Katrina, <laughs> the storm. <laughs> right. So, what, this 2007, 2006? Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, to, to the point, um, after Katrina happened, they had evacuated our tech school. And um, she got sent to, to Texas because she was active duty. And because I was reserved, I got sent back to California. Okay. Now, when they, when they started sending people back to school, her and maybe one or two other people on the entire base, those are the only two people I knew. Oh. So, be, so because of that, you know what I mean, circumstances led to me and her spending a lot of time with one another. <laughs> right. Um, now, prior to prior to that event, you know what I'm saying, me and Victoria, my wife, she, uh, she and I were just, you know, more cordial than anything, you know, because then we 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 joked and kid in a passing by type of the relationship. It wasn't, you know, what I mean, we spent time prior to that. So, but I mean, to I would probably say, I mean, any other relationship, it could be a number of things that 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 have lead people together. Whether it be, you know, meeting somebody at the club or meeting some. I mean, these days people meeting each other on the internet. So, I mean, even even that's right. possible these days. Um, but I, I think the, the problem is is the, the, the inability to wait on the, the marital blessings that come with the relationship, i.e. Uh, mm. sex. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, we, have, I mean, we as humans, just, I mean, we can't wait. <laughs> like we, just, we just can't wait. Now, um, now, if I was to sit here and, you know, just be a I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't, I think that when a person decides that, that, you know, like, I just, I gotta have it, I gotta have it, I gotta have it, it reminds me a lot of, again, of, you know, Adam and Eve and the original sin, because the only reason why she bit of the fruit was because she was enticed. <laughs> so, I mean, sin is very enticing. Absolutely. So if, if a relationship is built on sin, how can it how can it run properly? 
So, I mean, that's the, I think that's the question that people don't never think to ask when their relationships are falling apart. I mean, the, the, the framework that your relationship was built on, was it built on something godly? Was it built on something something that, that you can say that God put into play? So what about this one, okay? And um, looking at our topic for today, right? Uh-huh. What sticks out to me is that it's all about self-sacrifice. It's all about as as a man, I have to take it upon myself to lead my family. And at the same time, I have to sacrifice to the things that are selfish to me. And that's what I internalize or I interpret this whole Christian husband thing as. So when you say self-sacrifice, are you saying self-sacrifice me taking things away from me or me um, um, setting stuff aside for me? Mm, I'm not really sure. I feel like it's me understanding um, with intensity uh, what sins uh, and temptations are really around me, eliminating uh-huh. them, and then being driven or motivated to pour love and affection into another person and to trust that person to go out and be great and to use the sacrifice that I'm making to to bend the world to their will and like I say it's a very um, it's a very overwhelming situation as I just digest the thought and I just think about all the sacrifices that I am being called to make if I truly feel that this is a godly spouse I see I see well I mean think about it I think if a person if a person is making sacrifices to be in the relationship then there's something wrong with it i think i i would be making sacrifices for the relationship i'm in if that makes sense i don't think that my lifestyle should have to take changes in order to make um to 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 add a blessing to my life and i think that's the i think that's the initial problem that we're having um in uh as 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 human beings is we we're we we think that you know we're adding a woman to our life. Yes, she's a woman. Yes, but if she's in the proper framework, then she would be a blessing because 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 that's um, true. She's um, the Bible says that when a man finds a woman, he finds what a good thing. Okay, so good he thing. finds a yeah. good thing. That's you. You don't have to set aside nothing for the good thing. You set aside. You, 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 the good thing can set aside time for every, everything. So, having her in your life only amplifies how good my life is going. Not that I have to change something. <laughs> right. But, I mean, that's just my perspective. I, I... <laughs> no, I like your perspective better than uh, this drudgery I'm setting myself <laughs> up for. Because, I mean, I just look at it that way, where I see that. Um, Christ was selfless. He was constantly sacrificing, and it was all for that glory uh, to God. And as a Christian husband, I really—it's important for me to have a woman that I can. Well, G- with Jesus, what, is man, set to service for God. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I mean, isn't isn't the whole call to have a a wife who's fit to serve God, who's fit 
for the service of God. And I give my love, my affection, and I sacrifice to make sure that this person is able to serve. I mean, that's how I'm a, a steward of my household. It starts with me um, and it moves down the, the ladder. Um, eventually, I have kids that can duplicate this process in their home. And I want to talk about that on the back end of the show about um, just being a parent and the the relationship model you want to give your kid. We'll right. get to that later. Right now. Let's look at what you yeah. just said. You said, you said um, someone that is, uh, I think the wording you used was, was, was able to serve or? Fit to serve um, God. I mean, what does that look like? I mean, when you really look at it, I mean, I want to make sure that my wife is chasing God. Uh, that should be her number one priority. So she can, if, if, if it's being selfish on the back end, she's going to be able to take care of me because her priorities, her character, her, her the way that she moves is ordained. And I mean, I definitely want that flavor at home. I want a, a wife that I know can. Okay, so you, you don't mean, navigate so you didn't necessarily successful. mean able, you mean like is doing at this moment. Like that's that's what she's doing. Mm, that would be ideal, but I know that that might not be. Wait, realistic. I mean, it is like, realistic if you're grow. if you're if you're following um, a godly mindset. If you if you if you're following a kingdom mindset, then of course your goal is to your 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 goal is always at any point in time as a Christian. Your goal in any situation that you have when it comes to you dealing with other people is to grow the kingdom. So whether that be with perfect strangers, you know, you just meet on the passing by, to my wife, my goal is to grow the kingdom. Does that make sense? So right. if I'm trying to if I'm yeah. trying to grow the kingdom, yes, I don't wanna I don't wanna get with somebody that I have to convince to do such a thing. Because I mean she I, I've seen um I've seen um you know Muslims they they they'll they'll marry somebody and they'll allow her to choose whether or not she's going to live their lifestyle or the one she's living. Mm. Now, God did give us the right to choose, so I'm not taking away anybody's right to choose for themselves, but I I'm I'm, I'm not on you know, high behind the fact that I get to choose for me. So, <laughs> if I'm going to choose for me, I'm going to choose somebody that's already serving Christ. That's already doing the work of the kingdom. Cuz if she's doing the work of the kingdom, I mean, me and her could just work together. Now we're doing tandem work. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I mean, able and willing are two different options. I'm looking for somebody that's willing. Because <laughs> they're all able to. Not everybody wants to. Right. Well, you already know how, you know, a, a, a willing partner is a happier partner uh, or a happier partnership. Because if you, you chase someone for their potential or their ability, you might be waiting. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good point. And what about as far as, um, you know, taking it from sacrifice um, and all that sacrificial love? What about sanctifying? What about loving your wife? Um, and really emphasizing what I, the point I just made, setting your part a bride for service to God, understanding that she doesn't exist just for my pleasure because um, that's what makes her a partner. 
is that all of my needs are she's included on. So, I mean, that's the uniqueness of our relationship, right? Um, but understanding that she doesn't exist just for my pleasure uh, or even just for me to have something pretty to look at. She exists for God first. And I want to honor that. I want to be respectful. You're breaking up a lot, Brian. So I want You got to find a better spot. <laughs> my phone, man, I got to. I got to get that addressed, but um, I was just talking about service, you know, about finding a woman who um, realizes all of the different demands that are placed on her, uh, both her demands of the flesh um, and her demands um, uh, of the spirit. Um, do you think that that's, what do you think of that? Asking a woman or at least being on the same page with a woman that you are not just in it for her um, to please you. It's not just a physical relationship. It's not just for you guys to have feels for each other, but it's, it's legitimately about understanding that she needs to be in a position to be of service to God. What does that look like? Well, I think that's a, I think that's a really good question. Um, the, the easy answer to that would be simple. Uh, and before I give you that answer, um, let, allow me to set it up for you. See, I, uh, I, don't, I don't believe for any shot of a doubt that if a man understands his role in the relationship and, and he, he does his, his part and how the relationship grows, then she won't have to understand that because it would be almost natural um now mm. i'm about to say something now watch this now I'm, I'm you're going to get some comments back on this one comment that i'm about to make now this comment okay. i'm again i'm guaranteeing 100 that any woman that responds to this comment she's going to agree to this comment okay if right. a woman and a man are together or they come together i should say if she has 100 percent trust and and belief in his ability to lead and his ability to 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 take care of responsibilities she will concede to him they have no problem Amen. doing that they want to do right. that the problem is is we as men have lost our sight and our way and our focus yes. on how yes we work in the community, we work in the church, and we work at home. <clears throat> we as right. Christian men have gotten so focused on um, the doctrine, we've forgotten about the faith. And because we've mm. forgotten about the faith, we've lost sight of how to love. Um a man, a man learns when, when, when growing up, and this, this is, I mean, about as wrong as it gets. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna show you why things are as wrong as it gets because this starts from, from when I'm a child. When I'm a child, I'm, I was, I was taught to be the fastest. I was taught to be the strongest. I was taught to, to get the most girls. I was taught to have the fastest car. All of these things to, just look better than everybody else. You remember all of that? You remember? Right. I'm pretty sure you remember mm -hmm. the same thing. But what does that mm -hmm. have to do with being a man? 
nothing. It's just the never being got, complacent, got right? The facade because honestly, a woman could have had yeah. all of those same qualities. She could have been the fastest. She could have had the most girls or guys. Right. Especially into this. But day they're day. not supported to exactly. do that after a certain age. Exactly. So you have yeah. to really, you have to really stop and take for a second. What does it mean to be a real man? And the key word is responsibility. Yeah. And the key word, I mean, the, the, the root word of responsibility is what? Exactly. Response. So if the root word of responsibility is response, that means how do I respond to each and every situation that comes up? Now, if I respond in a manly fashion, I respond like God would have intended or the way Jesus did do. And let's just, you know, let's, let's, let's just kind of think back to how Jesus responded. Jesus always, always responded in faith. So if you if you remember um, the the man coming up to coming up to Jesus and he and he asked Jesus, um, he said, I, "I sent my my I brought my son to your disciples um, and they couldn't heal him." And Jesus, I can imagine, looked at the disciples in extreme disappointment, like, "What is wrong with y'all?" You know what I mean? Like, right. but his response was, "You you faithless." Um, generation. I mean, he called us faithless, and the reason why he called them faithless is because they looked at they looked at the situation, and they tried with half a heart. They tried thinking, "All right, I could do this. I'm gonna do my best. This 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 can't be too hard." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they didn't just go in saying, "In the name of Jesus," or "I was given this ability, so I know it's gonna happen. So let it happen." You know what I mean? Like um. We, we we don't go into we don't go into a relationship with, with, with full confidence, with full authority right. over the situation. If we came in with those specific things, responsibility, authority, and confidence, she will concede. Does that make sense? Now if it, if, yeah. if she concedes from there, the only way it's going to work is if the man takes his proper his proper place. And like I said, I will come back to it. His proper place is teaching. Okay, so right. if, he, if he's teaching the word of God in his house, if he's teaching the right. ways of Christ in his house, why would there be a problem? Let's talk about this, man. I mean, as as the, you know, I, I want a home life, right? When you're creating your home life, that's how you influence it, is, uh, is by teaching. And teaching requires us to go out and be educated so we can educate those at home. And I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a lifestyle thing. I mean, it should, it, it never stops. And I mean, I think that's why this whole allegory of loving your wife, like Christ loved the church is so beautiful because you're not, I, I'm not getting it right. I'll be honest. I am not getting it right right now. Obviously I don't have a wife right now, but I'm trying to get it right. And I know when I do cross that threshold, I cannot become complacent, whether it's from examples uh, that we were given growing up, the pressure that was put on us growing up, making sure that we're always, you know, getting uh, faster, stronger and better at everything that we do. I'm not going to feel like I've gotten it right. But I do know that I could be heading in that direction. I know that I could be successful, even though I'm not 100 percent. And the thought of that is, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, kind of like when Jesus got you, you just know that you're 
in the right place, you're doing the right things, I'm at peace. Um, is is that is that solace? Is that uh, serenity? Um, does does is it sanctuary? I mean, I don't know what it is, but for me, the 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 challenge of needing to teach and educate and grow and thrive my family um, is everything to me. So, what what what's your experience with that? I mean, you're doing it. You're you you got you got a whole unit at home, and y'all move like a team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, essentially, um, I'm, I'm like, make no mistake about it. I mean, I, I'm not perfect, and my wife isn't, and there, I don't believe there is such thing as a relationship that is as well. Um, but right, me and her have a clear understanding of the the goal, not our goals, but the goal, and the goal is simple: that we already know we're going to heaven. That's not the question. Mm. We already know that we're saved. That's not the question. Mm -hmm. The question is, have I done anything today, said anything today, talked to anyone today that will lead somebody else to Christ? Now, mm. generally speaking, people don't like to relate the two. They don't relate the two because they don't know to relate the two. I don't care what's going on in your life. If you have been saved and you do not use your blessings for the kingdom, then they just won't make that much sense to you, including your relationship with your wife. It just won't make that much sense. <laughs> that is, like I said, that's a blessing. That she she is a blessing to you. So if she's a blessing to you, that means that if you if if even that relationship isn't used to grow the kingdom, then it, it, even though it's still good, that doesn't mean it's making sense. It might not just always come full circle for you. And I mean, um, I think when two people are getting together, you know, when they when they're courting, as we used to call it, uh, that they should have those conversations. They should find out about each other and what what the other person's uh, goal in life is. Like what, what is what is that you're trying to do? You know what I mean? And if if them two never say that, then either they're hiding that and they 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 you know they they have a problem with revealing to people that they're saved or that's not something on their plate. <laughs> and you know as for me as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So the only way we can serve the Lord is by talking about it. Because like I said, we've all, we, we, we're already saved. So our, our next goal is to grow the kingdom. <laughs> and I mean, I, I'm, I, I need people, people out there to understand that all of this is relatable. It all relates. It all, um, it all attaches one way or the other. People have to understand that you know that you can't just go into a relationship and think that that is just going to be it's going to be okay and it's going to be good if I if I don't cheat or if I don't do this and I don't do that. Well, I mean you 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 have to understand that you can lack you can't lack simply because of your inability to connect your relationship to Christ. And if you can't relate, if you can't do that. You know, you're just going to always have those 
those silly issues in, in the household. Right. And I call them silly because they're extremely childish problems that people continuously have and they don't know why. Like, why is it that we can't get over this one little hump? Because you can't, I mean, because there's, there's other humps that you, you, you're ignoring right now. That's what I believe. <laughs> well, I mean, you're talking a lot about, I think, purifying, um, a purifying love. And I mean, do you can you do you think there's specific things you do to help your wife reach that level, like um, to grow in her holiness, uh, to grow in her maturity, to help her grow her character? Uh, do you are you guys do you guys even coordinate like that, or is it just she's she's doing her thing, you're doing your thing, and it's like a triangle, like you're both going to God, and meeting in the middle. Well, I mean, honestly, if I was going to be perfectly honest, my wife has always been smarter than I am. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I saw her, her high school report cards because she, she just re- recently um, ordered her transcripts for college. Mm-hmm. Dude, she's always been smarter than me. <laughs> I've, ne- I've, I've never... I've never thought for the, for for one for one minute that I can get one over on Vicky. Never once. Right. But that doesn't mean that she didn't trust me to to lead anyway. Because though she may be intellectually more gifted than I, or maybe she was able to adjust to teaching st- styles better than I was, but. The difference of the matter was, you know, not what we were being taught, but the teachers in my life. So the teachers in my life have been able to say things to me that I wasn't able to let go. Mm. I, um, somebody told me, I think, matter of fact, it was my cousin Marcus. Uh, he told me, he said, uh, has anybody ever told you that you're wise beyond your years? And it made us both laugh, right? Like when he said it, because he said it but in all seriousness. But the reason why he said it was uh, because uh, the reasoning of the conversation. And I was I was trying to explain to him uh, why some of the women do, some women do what they do. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to me and my wife, um, I, I do my best to, to do what's right, of course. But I think the, the basis of our relationship being so successful is, is honesty. You know what I'm saying? I think the, the fact that, you know, we, we, we're honest with each other and we, we don't pull any wool over each other's eyes, it makes it easier because I'm not, I'm not sitting around trying to remember what not to say or what, what did I say. You know what I mean? And it wasn't always that way. I mean, I wasn't always the best husband. Sure. I wasn't. I mean, I'll be, I'll be um, completely transparent with the, with, with the audience. I wasn't always transparent. Excuse me, I wasn't always a, a great husband. I had to learn. And I learned from some really good teachers what it looks like to be a, a good husband. And that what that, what that automatic, I mean, what that, what that, that essentially looks like 
is the basis of this conversation, loving your wife as Christ loved the church. So what does that mean? Let's break it down. I love my wife enough to not sin against her. <laughs> mm. Okay? I love my wife enough to, to put myself in front of the bullet. Now, let's just think about Christ for a second and what he did for the church. Now, he actually did this for all mankind. But the church is the one that, the, the, the church are the ones, I should say, are the group that actually believes that it was done. Okay? So that's why it's easier to say for the church because they, we believe that it happened. But you could say, as Christ loved the world, right. because he gave his life in his place. You know what I'm saying? So if, if Christ gave his life in the place of, of mankind or in place of the church, then I should be willing to do the same for my wife. And that's not only in a sense of dying. That's not only in a sense of dying. It's also in a sense of what the word you used early in the words of like sacrifice, um, sacrifice of my time, sacrifice of my 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 wants and my needs and my joys and my my likes and dislikes, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I had to learn how to eat. I, I had to eat better. It wasn't only because of my health reasons. I mean, honestly, you get tired of your woman telling you why are you eating that. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, you get, right. you get you get tired of you know ask the same questions over and over again. Eventually, you grow. I love her enough to make sure that while she's out on this you know little trip that she went on, when she get back, she come back to a clean house. You know what I'm saying? I mean, did I, did I like the way the house looked? No, I didn't like the way the house looked, but I know she's not gonna like it. <laughs> I know. Biggest sacrifice that you've ever made for your wife. I'm sorry. What's the biggest sacrifice that you've ever made. What's for the your biggest wife? sacrifice I ever made for my wife? Mm-hmm. Is that what you asked? That was the, the question. Sacrifice Is that, that a good question? That I ever made for my wife was yeah was giving up porn. Okay. Yeah. Um. That 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 was. That was something that was that that I struggled with in my youth, as many do to this Same. day. But I mean, a lot of people don't even know that it's a struggle. A lot of right. people don't know that it's something that's that's keeping you away from your blessing. But I know now. Amen. I uh, I have a thing with uh, I started right before I got uh, in my current relationship. Like I'm real. I try to be real sensitive uh, to to my eyes. So like the whole porn thing, I just know as a fact that our generation um, and 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 men uh, from our generation did so than uh, other men. Yeah, Brian, uh, you're not a. I, I don't know if anybody hears what you're saying, but like you're not a. You're not coming in clear at all, sir. Can you hear I hear now? you. It's just that you you cut in and out every other word. Yeah, it's my. I think it's my signal. Um, I'll have to get the internet together. But uh, is this better now? Is this? Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, man, you made a really good point. I was just saying, 
that guys that are our age and in our generation are affected by pornography uh, very differently than others. Um, we are the, for lack of a better term, the sweet spot. Like it's it, it's marketed for us, to us, uh, and is accessible to us um, ridiculously. So, I mean, obviously I, I've found that out through somewhat of experience, but also education, just being made aware of how significant. So, I mean, when you say that you made that sacrifice, that just speaks to me. Uh, and I know how big of a sacrifice it is. I respect that. Yeah, Tremendous. well, I mean, you you would, you would think that uh, that wouldn't be something that I would mention. Like, I would mention something else, like, you know, uh, right. giving up black and miles or something like that. <laughs> but the the porn is harder than the black and miles. Well, bro. exactly. I think the the the, the reason why <laughs> I mean I mentioned it is because there one be the Holy Spirit led me to say it, but two because it needed to be said. Like somebody somebody out there needed to hear that, like that. That right. maybe what I do on my own time when she's not around isn't necessarily good. Though I mean, mm-hmm. though it may be sweet, though it may taste great, that does not mean it's good. Absolutely. Now, when the, the connection. Not, uh, well, I, uh, hold on one second, because I, I want I want people to be able to relate the two. When I uh, when I look back at Eve when she saw the fruit. What did they, what the Bible say she what she saw? She saw that it was good to eat. Mm-hmm. So her sight was the original portion of where her sin came from. Her Uh-oh. her her her, her, her mm-hmm. sight was the her eyes deceived her. And then not to mention she had previously misquoted that 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 um that law that God gave her. So her mouth kind of ruined it for her. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, things that we normally do on a daily basis, we don't realize that we're, you know, we're digging our own grave just, just by uh, doing what we want to do. Doing what we, what we find necessary, what, what we find to be the word good. Mm-hmm. Okay, but um, if you look outside right now, and I don't care where you are in the D.C. area, if you happen to look outside and see some grass, I'm looking at some grass right now. I'm pretty sure the grass I'm looking at is not what it looked like when God made it. Mm. And the reason why it's not the way Pure. it looked like when God made it, because when God made it, he said it was what? good so i'm sure it was extremely green extremely vibrant and and i mean and and had no problems because there was no reason for weather right sure but now things aren't as good as people think it is and because sin is is a is a real thing it's about as is it's it's about as prevalent in the world as gravity is and right. if people could understand that just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not moving. <laughs> Sin is something that's so thick in a person's life that it's holding you on the ground just as much as gravity is holding you on the ground. Amen. Right, right. But that's all something that, well, 
benefit the relationship itself is knowing these things, being upfront about these things, about these temptations that we have in our lives. Um, saying, babe, I need to talk to you because I need to tell you something that I don't know if you're ready to hear. And it's mm. not necessarily bad or good. Right now, it's not bad at all to me. Right. But it might not be good to right. you. So I'm going to tell right. you this. I'm telling you this, obviously, because you're my wife or my girlfriend or my significant other. I'm telling you in extreme confidence. And I know for a fact that it never be said again. So I can tell you. And it'd be like, I never said it. Baby, I have a problem with, with, with porn. I have a problem with, with, uh, with drinking. I have a problem with with smoking. I have a problem with, uh, with, with, with my finances. I have a problem with spending all my money in strip clubs. I have these problems. Mm-hmm. And I ha- if I'm having these problems and I can't tell you, who can I tell? Right. Because I can go to a psychiatrist and spend all my money. But why would he tell me? Right. What, what psychiatrist do you know that's going to tell me, look, just because it's good don't mean it's good. Because right. your definition of good is, and God's definition of good are two totally different things. But your wife, Absolutely. your girlfriend, your significant other, her definition of good, when she's talking about what's good to her, is about as close as it's going to get to God's. Mm, I like that. I like that. Just think about it. What she's going to say is, because, I mean, it's going to touch her. I mean, it's going to touch her. Let's just be mm-hmm. 100. It, it's going to touch her. She's going to be like, oh, my God. <laughs> right, right. Like, That's true. Like, That's she true. She expect you to say something else or anything else. Right. She would have been more comfortable with you bringing some infidelity to her than a real true personal right. and, issue. And, and I mean she's relieved right now of course I mean let's just say in the back right. of her mind she's like I knew this I, I knew this fool was cheating on me I knew it mm-hmm. but that's not what it was and the fact of the matter is you weren't cheating on her with nobody but yourself right um, I asked I asked a, um, one of my, my one of my best friends I asked, I asked him why why why, why, why is porn a bad thing? Why is masturbation a bad thing? And he said, it's, it's, what he, he said, it's the same as self-glorification. Mm, and I've, that's I've true, never though. thought I mean, of it like that. I never saw yeah. my, I never thought that I was glorifying myself. But let's, let, 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 let's back up. And think about the one that we glorify, right? Yeah. Now, the reason why I glorify Christ so much, not only because he died on the cross, but I've experienced his love in my life, right? Let's think about the word experience. Now, okay. you, may, you may hear the words, no, K-N-O-W. And think that means that he knows something. Uh, he know he knows the, the answer to a math quiz. Um, um, he knows her first name, right? So we're using it that that mm-hmm. word in that context. But I mean, if we go back in time, and then we talking hundreds of years, we go back in time when that word was used. It was used 
in reference to sex. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you remember mm-hmm. now, huh? It's coming to you. Good. I'm yep. glad. Uh, yep. So now I'm about to bring it to your seat. Now watch this. If it was used in reference to sex, the word no. So I knew my wife. No, so so a matter of fact, let's go all the way back. And then Adam knew, excuse me, Adam knew Eve and Cain was born. Right? right. What does no mean in the Bible? Experience. Okay. So no and no in Hebrew, the Hebrew word for no is experience. So, the reason why I glorify Christ is because I felt him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I literally sure. felt, I know his love because I experienced it. Um, I felt it in my, my, my heart and my soul. I felt that burning thrust go through my body. I said things that I don't even know what I was saying. We refer to as speaking in tongues, right? That stuff don't right. just happen because you you in the moment. <laughs> no, no I, I mean exactly. I can exactly. I can speak in tongues right now without any problem, without with, without any without any. That's because you're in his channel. Exactly, you're in tune. I'm on the same station. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since I'm yeah, right. so since I'm since I I make it since since we make it a regularity to experience him, those things aren't hard for your. For your everyday Christian. And I when I say everyday Christian, I don't mean your everyday Christian as in most of us. I mean the everyday. I'm, ta- I'm not talking about your Sunday rollers. I'm talking about the weekday rollers. You're talking about the consistent. It's the weekday rollers. That's who I'm talking about. The ones that yeah. Christ. You're talking about the Christian on Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, right. any day. So, so as opposed to yeah. taking a bunch of stuff I got to let go to the altar. I, I, came, I came to church. I came to church filled. With the Holy Spirit, I came that way. So if you came right, that way, I mean, right. I mean, you are you are a everyday Christian, <laughs> right? Right. You see right. the difference. So now, mm-hmm. th- now that relationship that I'm explaining to you is exactly the way you should love your wife. Every, Every day. day, she should never know a moment that she is not loved. She should never know a moment where that she. That you don't care. Right. <laughs> it's hard, it's, bro. It's extremely uh, and hard. I mean, I that's mean, what I'm I try to do. I don't go through that, yeah. or she don't go through that. My right. wife goes through that. She come, she come across things that she'll tell me, and I'm like, no, care, man. <laughs> I mean, but that's 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 a goal, though. I think, uh, and I mean, I'll be honest. That's my aspiration. I want to be in a relationship with someone that I can love every day, and, and I want them to respect me every day. And I think we'll be okay. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, but yeah, that's 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 one hundred. Um, I think that that is um, our mission, our goal. Though, uh, I think we're on the same page about loving your wife like loving the church. It's it's not something that it's not checking off uh, a checklist or doing X, Y, and Z. Approaching it one, two, three. There's no formula. It's it's discernment. It's decision making and it's really uh, where your heart's at. It's making sure that your heart is in a place that is not serving self or trying to bring glorification to self, but to bring it to him. 
And, and and I think that we're on the same page too. Easiest way to bring it to him is put someone else first. And like you said, every day, not not on Sunday, not on Tuesday, but every day, being able to love that woman because uh, it's not easy. It's hard. But understanding that and embracing that and, you know, just embracing the mission. Exactly. I'm, I mean, I'm with see, you. See, I'm with see, you, I, I, I knew, I knew you would catch on real fast and you did. I, I'm, I'm so glad that you were able to. Um, but yeah. see, I think that last part that you said was just something like very powerful, like embracing the vision. Right. Right. Um, now, as a business owner, if if let's just say if everyone that worked under me, that worked for me, embraced the vision, they were thinking like I was thinking, they was as passionate as I was, I am, imagine mm-hmm. how the mm-hmm. business itself would thrive. Take right? off. Right. So if my wife embraced my vision because one, she believes it, for one, she trusts it, for one, she has already made the sacrifice of time for it. So since she's already get, given all of this in, in order for the relationship to work, because remember I said we shouldn't have to make a bunch of sacrifices to start a relationship, but once you're in a relationship, you start, you, you start sacrificing to, to keep the relationship going, right? Okay. Right. So since she's a part... Sacrifice isn't right, a bad no, thing. Not, not, not at all. It's I'm, not a I'm bad starting thing. to learn. It's a, yeah, it's it's a matter of mindset. Okay, so right. if, if, if all of that is perfect, then there's no way that this can go wrong. It's no way. Right. There's no way for that company to go wrong. There's no way for this, 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 this um, union to go wrong because we are all fully invested in its success. Right. No doubt. I think that uh, I appreciate you taking the time out. We had a good conversation. I want you to um, drop any social media or any business plugs. I mean, we need to go ahead and throw those out there now um, before the next time you come back. But uh, what projects you got uh, working on right now? Oh, man, um, I'm glad you asked. I know last time we talked, I I promised everybody that I I would make sure I put all that information out there next time we spoke. Um, and I apologize to those that have been waiting. It's it's been a it's been a hectic road just trying to get all the uh the necessary things and pieces where I wanted them to be. But the name of the company is Essential Remedies. Um essentially I am a massage therapist. I'm also a spa consultant. So if you own a spa, essentially I um will play the role of a secret shopper or I would just come in because you asked me to come in. And I would diagnose those issues that you have with your spa. And you and I would sit down and come up with ways to fix it. Um, Moreover, initial remedies you can find on Facebook. You can find on Instagram. Um, You can contact me directly at um, area code 202-922-7200. and also, uh, feel free to to email me as well. Um, I I'm very uh, humbled by this experience, Brian. I really appreciate you um, allowing me to speak. Um, I um, I thank God for you, man. Um, I think you are you are, you are a real good dude, bro. 
You're a real good dude. I hope everybody out there know that. Bro, you know I appreciate you coming through. Essential Remedies, uh, big things is going to be coming to but you in 2019. Initial man. Remedies, brother. Um, initial. Yeah. Initial. Yeah, like, All right. Um, and the reason why, why we call it that is um, – a lot of times people people have issues and they don't know their left from their right. So they end up going to hospital. They end up going through, they end up taking a bunch of medicines. Not, and then it doesn't do anything. But for some mm. reason, the power of human touch to another person has a lasting effect. So right. in turn, it was probably the first time they ever felt so good in so long. So it's their initial remedy. <laughs> to a, exactly. Like so that's how I came up with it, y'all. That's my plug. <laughs> um, no, but you changing the game though. Like, let these people know, dude. Like, you got you got the credentials, you got the experience. You 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 are doing you're doing transformative things. You're putting positivity in a lot of people's lives. I mean, it's um you know it, it's a humbling experience to know someone with so much power. That, that moves to the world so humbly. So, I mean, I appreciate you doing Thank your you. thing, man. Yeah, well, I've, I've been doing massage therapy for about 16 years, uh, 16 plus years. Um, it was kind of not necessarily not not moving, but it was on the back burners when I was in the Army. Um, but, you know, now it's, it's my main concentration. It's my main focus as far as my professional life is concerned. Um, so, like I said, if you want to know what it feels like to have a massage done properly, not not feel like you got taken for your money, not feel like I came in here for something specific and they didn't even address my issues, feel free to contact me. Also, if there is some spot that you know of that those type of issues that happened to you, feel free to drop me a line and I will try to visit those places so that maybe we can help other businesses out because I don't necessarily just want to grow my business. I want to grow the entire uh, massage community because we are necessary to people's um, health concerns. So uh, once again, you no, know, I'm going to have to get you back for an episode where we just talk about business. Cause uh, you're doing it on both coasts, right? You're in California and uh, on the East coast out here in mm -hmm. DC area. Right. So, I mean, I definitely would like to um, come back and just kind of talk about, um, you know, uh, just the business op side of things. If, uh, you know, that's something you're open to, we can do that on uh, for sure. I want to do that sure. conversation. No so, because um, that's, yeah, you're, you're doing you're doing big things, man. And uh, I'm, I already know 2019 is going to have a lot of stories, experiences, and opportunities uh, that are just going to grow so many different things, chains of events and relationships for the future. So it's really exciting. It's encouraging. Um, can't wait to hear more about that. Um, for everybody that follows the show, you already know. Get at your boy, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Chubby Idris Elba, two Bs. Uh, get on the Facebook page. Uh, follow us, Modern Black Man, and uh, continue to rate and review the show. Check us out on the Apple uh, Apple uh, Podcast uh, and rate us. Uh, definitely get on that Apple Music. Give us that uh, that rate and help make us better. And uh, hopefully, on the next episode, we you know we can get it right. Until next time, peace. <laughs>